Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, we're happy to have him for the first time ever. He's David Gandini, Chairman and Chief Revenue Officer at SoberSafe, trades on the stock symbol SOBR on the OTCQB. Now, for those of you new, that are new to the story, and that's got to be pretty much all of you, here's what you need to know. Nearly 50% of industrial injuries and fatalities are alcohol-related. Commercial fleets are suffering from over 11,000 alcohol-related accidents every year, and that rate is climbing, and technology has failed to keep pace with this, with this epidemic. SoberSafe, as the name implies, has developed a patented touch-based alcohol detection system for truck fleets, school bus fleets, and industrial workplaces. It's called SoberCheck. It's the world's first touch-based solution to prevent alcohol-related accidents. Now, I've given you that brief description, but rather than trying to explain any further, let's take two minutes to watch two short but powerful videos because seeing is believing. The unfortunate truth is that alcohol is present in every corner of our work environments, from manufacturing facilities to warehouses and on our roadways. What if you could identify alcohol use in your workplace? With our SoberCheck solution, we identify workers and determine the presence of alcohol. The offender's results are instantly relayed to you via the Sober Dashboard so corrective action can be taken. Make your workplace safer, improve your business performance, and save lives with SoberSafe. Commercial drivers tragically suffer the highest fatality rate of any occupation. With nearly 9 million delivery and service trucks on the road in the U.S., alcohol-related accidents cost an average of $3 billion per year. Every week brings horrific new headlines of these tragic accidents. What are we doing to prevent this? Wow. How powerful were those videos? Uh, I think that tells the whole story, but there's more to tell. And here to talk about is David Gandini. David, welcome to Agoracom. Thanks very much, George. It's good to speak with you again, and we definitely appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, SoberSafe and SoberCheck. Well, look, we, we, we have you here because you guys are doing some great things, and the world needs to know about them uh, from an investment point of view and even from a practical point of view, from a solutions point of view. Let's talk about those powerful videos, and you've got more of those. Uh, we just showed a couple, right? Yeah. I want to start so with an overview of that technology. Just, and, uh, you know, how does it work? Because that seems like really ingenious technology. Yeah, th thanks, George. Well, we've spent, I'm going to back up a little bit. In, in the United States, uh, the cost of alcohol-related incidents and deaths and injuries is about $105 billion. So myself, yes, myself, wow. Kevin Moore, and our CTO, uh, Dean Watson, you know, we want to make a difference. What we want to do with SoberSafe is it's a preventative technology. We want to save lives. We want to improve environments. And we want it really to change the behavior of the workplace to support these zero tolerance policies. And we were fortunate enough to find this technology about a year ago, a little bit longer. And we spent uh, a good chunk of time and money. We've raised up to, to 4 million at this time and, and fine tuning the technology uh, so it's available and ready for the market uh, in the second quarter of 2021. What kind of, look, before you guys 
uh, went into this when you found this technology? You must have you know, done some asking around, right? You, you talked to your market. What kind of feedback are you getting just in general right now? I don't want, I'm not, we'll talk more about the sales and marketing plan, all that. But in general, what kind of feedback are you getting from some of the constituents, you know, fleet, the owners of fleets, owners of businesses, uh, we, we insurance great, companies. Yeah, great question. George. So we have, we've spent probably the last, we, we've gone through three series of pilots with the device. And now we're going into commercial production, manufacturing the device in the first quarter. But we spent probably about three months uh, in doing a number of different studies and talking to customers. And what we found was that the ability to detect at a, at a personal level, somebody that was, you know, drinking on the job or drinking and driving, it was so arbitrary and, and there was no real methodology behind it. And when we introduced the fact that you could simply place your fingers on a device and you could find out whether or not that individual yeah. had alcohol in their system, it, it, everybody was really, really excited about it. And uh, we'll be doing pilots in the first quarter to kind of fine tune and finalize uh, the relationships that we have out there with the early customers. And I got to tell you, that's what I love about your technology. You know, up until now, up until I met SoberSafe, the only tech I knew was out there were these blow devices, you know, and it never seemed like those really took off in any way. And even then, it's, you know, it's kind of attached to the car and whether you can turn it on or off, all sorts of problems. I love the fact that you're using, you know, modern day SaaS cloud computing uh, to communicate between the technology and whoever whoever the customer is, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, so 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 the blow devices that are out there are really used primarily in public safety. They have bled into into certain workplaces. There are some companies that are out there that are using uh, those devices, but you've got to be trained, you've got to be certified, and those devices take you know forty five seconds to over a minute to come to a conclusion. So what we decided to do is, you know, come up with, and keep in mind, George, this is not a blood alcohol content device. This is a go, no go device. So when you put your finger on that device, our patented technology through the algorithms and some of the things you mentioned, the fingerprint identification recognizes the presence of alcohol and reports that through the cloud to whatever business manager, whether it be HR, occupational safety, whoever the person responsible for that organization or that individual, they'll get that information real time and they'll be able to act or react accordingly. So it's much different than the technology today because we've tied in the data. Also with the data, George, is we're gonna be able to leverage that data against HR data like absences, tardiness, things like that. And we'll be able to eventually in probably a, a one-year period, we'll start partnering with insurance companies to turn this data into analytics so we can improve uh, environments and behaviors of employees. Yeah, powerful. Uh, when, you, when you start getting into data and the kind of analysis that you guys are able to deliver, uh, it, you just, you're, you're able to do so much more than just uh, your primary function, which is critical, but you're able to, you're able to the ROI must be incredible uh, for customers when you start getting to, to that level. Let's let's talk about the out, the target markets that you've outlined. There's three of them from the videos. There's truck fleets, industrial workplaces, and then school bus fleets. Uh, let's start with truck fleets. Clearly, from the video that we played, it's a major problem. How big is that market opportunity? Well, I mean, if you look, we we've kind of categorized all three markets together. So 
Uh, there are about 4.7 million fleet vehicles uh, in the U.S. And if you take all three of those buckets, you take fleet, manufacturing, and school bus, the entire markets are, are 13 billion in terms of revenue. And we've not really carved those buckets out, but there's significant opportunity in, in the fleet space to start because what we'll do is when these drivers go to get their vehicles, so imagine you'll have these devices there and they'll put their fingers on the devices and if they're alcohol free, they'll get the keys and they'll move on. So it's very significant there. In terms of the entire market, as I discussed, it's 13 billion. But I did forget to mention, George, that what we're also doing is we're working kind of parallel with the insurance carriers, because at the end of the day, not only can you save money and leverage our tool to prevent accidents and deaths, you can also, at the end of some period of time when we have the right uh, data, and we can show that we've improved those environments, there's significant opportunity to re reduce liability costs. So yeah, Nick, I, I, want, I, I, was gonna, I was gonna mention that, that I was gonna actually ask that further down, which is ROI. So if I'm, you know, if I'm George Com trucking, and you come to me and say, hey, David, this, this sound, sound, looks like a fantastic device. It could definitely help me uh, from a, just from a philosophical point of view, but let's get down to numbers. You know, have, are you guys able to provide your target markets with ROI? ROI being obviously reduced insurance, you know, uh, better productivity, uh, goodwill. Look, last thing I want is George Com Trucking to be involved in a DUI accident that's killed some people. That's terrible for business. So uh, what, what does the ROI look like when you guys are talking to your potential customers? Yeah, yeah. So, so what we've developed is through st statistics from the U.S. Department of Labor, we've developed what we call a return on detection calculator. And it's pretty simple. I mean, it's on our website today. Uh, our potential customers can go on and they just enter a few bits of information. And that information then will spit back the potential cost of an alcohol incident whether it be an accident, an injury, a death, or all the above. And that really gets, uh, it really gets and creates interest as to how we can augment sure, sure. current insurance and what we can do to, to, to reserve, to, to uh, lower costs in the future. And then if you, if you want to take the next step as a potential customer, you can enter your critical data and it'll give you information back. And, and just in terms of, let's take a, a, a manufacturing company with 250 employees. Uh, this comes right from the calculator. If there was an alcohol incident with that particular size light manufacturing company, their cost for, uh, to, to support that uh, would be around $350,000. And as you know, George, smaller companies, especially in trucking, if they have you know, 20 or 30 trucks out there, if they have one of those incidences, there's a, there's a great chance they'll be out of business. So yep. the calculator really is a good starting point where we can have conversations to show the value of the device. So when you walk into, you know, ABC trucking and uh, you're able to, you know, you're able to make your presentation and what's the, what's the kind of level of excitement that you're seeing from either, I won't talk about school bus fleets. It's a little bit different, uh, but truck fleets, industrial workplaces, what's that tertiary reaction you're getting from the owners and the principals of these companies when you're showing them what you're capable of providing them. Yeah, uh, they're very excited, but keep in mind, it's very disruptive. So uh, they, it looks like from, from you know, the, the last 90 days of, of work that we've done and working with potential customers, they want the device, they, they appreciate the technology, 
And it's all about how to integrate that technology into current safety systems and how they ramp up with their employees to get to 100% yet leveraging these devices. But there's been nothing but tremendous excitement around it. So I'll go back to the only way in a trucking company, the only way you find out if you have somebody drinking is if they get into an accident or if they're walking and swaying and somebody can smell them. So detection is pretty difficult. And uh, everyone that we've talked to so far, really excited about uh, the SoberCheck device. Uh, listen, Delva's advocate, no company or product is perfect. Uh, every, everything's got uh, a weakness somewhere. If you, if, you, if you get pushback from ABC Trucking or, or George Com Industrial Workplace, what, what is, is there a constant theme to pushback you're getting? Is it unions or privacy or anything like that? And, and how strong is that pushback? Is it manageable or, or something that you're gonna re really have to overcome? Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. So uh, I would say primarily right now that the top two challenges that we have, uh, the first one would be COVID, right? So you've got so many processes and protocols happening within companies, temperature, <clears throat> leveraging, using hand sanitizer, and, and, and how many steps you have to go through right now in order for these employees to start their job. So what we've done is we've worked with a, a couple of different customers and we've developed a alcohol-free san hand sanitizer. So that eliminates any false reads by using this san uh, sanitizer. Okay, so it's changing the process or changing the protocol and adding some, some of our technology, including the alcohol-free san hand sanitizer. And then in terms of, of unions, uh, we've had We've only had maybe 10% of the companies that we're working with right now, we're actually trying not to go in through union companies right now because it will take more time. But we have a, a trucking company uh, that we're working with right now that has, I think somewhere around uh, 1,300, or excuse me, 2,300 drivers. They're union and the owner of the company, the ownership said, we have a zero tolerance policy. Everybody signed to, to work at this company and we're gonna implement this them being union doesn't matter. They've signed the, the zero tolerance policy. So that's kind of where we're at. Another issue that's come up, I guess my third piece is, is identity, right? And, and storing individuals' identity. With SoberCheck, we will not, within our cloud database, we will not store any data. It's all de-identified. The customer will maintain control in which they have information on their employees today. Nice. So those are the top three uh, issues that we've uh, worked with right now, but there's, we've, we could work around all those challenges. All right. So David, with all that great information in hand, let's talk about commercialization. What, what is the, what's your ramp up look like in terms of revenue next 12 to 24 months. And the conversation we really like to have there is what's your, what's your marketing plan is going to be direct sales. Is it going to be partnership driven? Is it going to be e-commerce driven? Let's talk about what the ramp up looks like in the next 12, 24 months. Okay, so let's take the let's take the the, uh, the silver check device first, George. Uh, we are in production of the commercially viable devices uh, in uh, the first quarter, probably early February, and so we're producing those devices in the U.S. and our facility that we're actually is in Denver, where we're, we are located, and so that that particular aspect of the uh, the devices will be able to cover our volumes for both 21 and 22 with that facility. So in production, commercial devices, first quarter of, tw of 21. Uh, we've, we've built a little bit of a ramp 
in in 21 for revenue based on COVID, what we talked about earlier, we think it's going to be there will be slightly longer ramp. So we built a six month ramp to get the customer from zero to fully installed, and we will begin revenue in the in July of 21. And uh, we will be adding. We haven't we haven't published this yet, George. So we will be pr providing those uh, revenue statistics for 21 and then 22 and beyond. Okay. But, uh, that's where we stand there. And in terms of the sales group, um, we're still a young company. So I have great sales background. Kevin Moore, our president and CEO, he's got great sales background, and we've got three other individuals. So the five of us will be selling initially. And then we'll be, be building the sales force starting mid-year of next year. And some of us will be stepping back. And we'll have distribution as well. As a matter of fact, can't give you the in information right now in the company, but we have a, our first licensing deal of our technology with a company. It's over a billion dollars in the U.S. And we'll be launching in the third quarter. And they'll be using our sober technology for de alcohol detection and they'll be licensing that and installing it into their devices and this is a pretty pretty big and significant company so where we have distribution we'll, we'll look to do that but the companies we're focusing on are a few to many that have many many users so that's our strategy initially until we get the horse and cart going at the same time right. and then we'll start to build the sales organization but yep. there'll be five of us initially yeah that's a good that's a good start of planning uh you brought up the potential license with a billion dollar company, which is a perfect segue into my next question, which is what does the profile of a typical customer look like? Uh, you know, is it George Com trucking with, you know, five, five trucks on the road? Is there a minimum that you want to handle? Is there a maximum that you can handle? What is the, what does the customer profile look like for SoberSafe? So our target markets is, as we have already discussed, which would be school bus fleet and manufacturing. In each of those categories, take manufacturing, for example, the average target customer has 200 in the manufacturing space has 200 employees. Right. In the fleet space, the average fleet company has 100 drivers or 100 vehicles. And then school bus, each uh, district has 35 uh, buses within and 35 drivers within their district. So that's how we've settled our targets. Is it too early to tell which one of those three target markets is going to be your lead, you know, based on feedback, early feedback, or is it too early to determine that right now? Well, I think uh, with school bus here in the U.S., I mean, the COVID pandemic has really pushed school buses uh, and, and schools uh, off to, you know, months and months in advance. So uh, right now we're looking at that as our third uh, strategic bucket. So uh, manufacturing will come first, fleet will come second, and school bus will be behind it. But I, I might add, we we are uh, a member of the NAPT, which is the National Association for Pupil Transport. We will be on the cover of that magazine in February, and we've already had interest, but again, you know, the money's been diverted right now to cleaning buses and there's less students. So we yeah. think we'll make a significant impact there, but we're gonna kind of push that off to third in, 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 in order because of COVID and what's happening right now. Dave, you know, it's really impressive. I love the fact that you know your markets you know the average the profile of each of those markets, which ones are going to rank, and for and for good reason. That's always a great sign when the chief revenue officer really knows his stuff, and that's a sign of the team that you guys have here. So look, with any small cap, it's very important that you bet on the jockeys as much as the horse, because 
in the small cap world, you got to be more entrepreneurial. You got to be more resourceful. You know, none of us are IBM. None of us are Amazon. We don't have unlimited resources. So let's talk a little bit. I know we can't go over the whole team, but this isn't the first rodeo for uh, for you guys over there. So maybe you can give us uh, a couple of the key players, including yourself, the kind of success you've had in the past and to why that points to a winning, you know, a winning team that can potentially do it again. Yeah. Okay. So, so we were very, very fortunate. Uh, Kevin Moore, our president and CEO initially invested in SoberSafe, And uh, I've known Kevin for probably over 30 years. Uh, he's a great, 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 great athlete. Um, and he's a, and I met him through playing hockey many, many years ago, but he's just a tremendous guy. And once he saw what we had here, he decided that he wanted to make a difference. He wanted to have a legacy, you know, as part of his financial kingdom that he's developed over time. And so he joined us. He has three successful exits. He's got background in manufacturing and testing. So it was just a perfect fit yeah. in my background. But Kevin is a tried and tested leader. He's very successful and he's he runs the business. Uh, it, it does a tremendous job. And again, this, this is something he's doing because of his passion, you know, to save lives and, and, and affect individuals. So um, he, along with me, my background is I'm, I'm mostly a, a technology guy, you know, software, fiber, uh, you know, outsourcing technology. And uh, I've spent the last 35 years, my career, you know, basically building businesses raising money and either getting them across the line or not, which is the story. I mean, not every business is a success, right? No, nope, not every startup can get there, you know. I've had three successful exits. And between my experience with technology and Kevin's experience with manufacturing and testing, it was a perfect fit for us. And we have a tremendous amount of contacts in the business world. And a lot of these contacts will be our first customers. And we'll be able to announce that and talk about that you know, in the first quarter. And then we've got, remember uh, all this, George, is all about patent protection, IP protection, because we've got, you know, the data part portion of this, we've got the platform portion of this, and we've got the equipment portion of, of this technology. And so we brought on uh, an individual named Dean Watson. He's our CTO, but he's also an engineer and a patent attorney. And he's been able to build and forge some of these agreements. We filed it additional provisionals around the patents that we already had to give us tremendous protection because we, we know that once we get to the market as a first to market, there's going to be other companies chasing this space because it's so massive. So between Kevin, myself, and, and, and Dean, there's a, just a tremendous symbiotic relationship between all of us. And we're all trying to make a difference in, in, in what we do in people's lives going forward. And then probably our biggest our, our, probably our biggest asset on, on the board of directors is an individual named Steve Bebout that we just picked up recently, maybe over the past three months. And Steve's an investor, and uh, Steve was with Stars Entertainment for about 20 years. But other than that, he's been a, he was there as their general counsel and, and, and senior executive. But he's been a, a GC senior executive for over the past 40 years. Great great background in public compliance, and he's done multi-billion dollar global deals with Disney, 
Comcast, Netflix. I mean, the guy's got tremendous background in Moxie, and he's been really helpful in working with us and building these contracts. And then the licensing agreements and things like that that we talked about earlier, he's just been tremendous uh, add to the team. Well, that's, look, that's a great, and I'm sure you got many other guys you want to talk about, but that's a, that kind of leadership, that's when you got successful, ex, successful, six successful exits between, between you and Kevin and, and, and the kind of team you guys have put together. That's, uh, that's really important. I'm really glad that we got a chance to look after this. I want to ask one more question. Uh, you, you look like you pulled off a great move there by bringing on a Greek guy. Uh, Steven Scofis, is he Greek? Sounds like a he- He's a Greek. He's in. He's in your. He's on your team. So well, yes. that's probably the best sign of all. Then, but you brought him on. All can decide as the director of government relations, and you know he's. So I look. I took a look at the news, and he's represented companies like Toyota, Kroger, Eli Lilly, Dell, Google, Cisco, Nokia, Blackstone. I mean, wow. And and his partner is retired now, General Wesley Clark. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about this uh, governmental relations side. Where are you going with that? Yeah, so just briefly talk just quickly about Steve. You know, he was a football player at uh, at, at at in Arizona and Michigan State, and I play hockey at Michigan State, so that that's kind of our main bond. But but really, what Steve wanted to do is he wanted to make a difference. And after we talked to Steve and presented to him a few months back, he said to us, "You know, Dave, I get a lot of companies that that, that want to work with me and leverage my contacts and my expertise." He goes, "I want to work with you guys because I think we can make a difference." And I've got a lot of contacts and I think I can help deliver and be part of this cause. So what Steve will be working on is he's, I mean, he's a lobbyist and he's got tremendous connections. He has, his objective is to bring us on the business side into very, very, you mentioned some of those companies, the very, very large companies at the C level. So we could talk about what we had to offer. We talk about how our, our product or how our sober check would affect these companies and change these environments and make safer lives. And second, there's a possibility that we might see the public safety piece that I talked to you about where we're doing a license agreement, get into police departments, state police, and possibly even the military. But that's, you know, that's a 12 to 18 month cycle, but he's already on and he's making some progress. So it's to open up new markets uh, that would really benefit off the sober check in, in some of the other technology that we're working with right now. David, I got to tell you, man, this has been a great webcast. Uh, phenomenal to learn about a fantastic product, great technology, great people behind it. As a result of those people, you had a great plan on how to roll this out. And uh, I can't wait to have you to have you back again more and more and more because, you know, you just got onto the OTC QB, you know, uh, that's why, yeah. why a lot of people don't know you yet. And, and the story is just going to build. But I want to thank you uh, big time for, for taking this time out to talk to us today. And I'm more excited than ever about Sober Safe and about, and about the technology than, than I was even half an hour ago. So thanks so much for joining us. And, uh, and we'll have you back again. Thanks again, George, and everybody at Agoracom. We really appreciate the opportunity. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast sites. To David Gandini, Chairman, Chief Revenue Officer at Sober Safe. That's S O B R Safe. And you can see it right over his left shoulder there. Trades on the OTC QB under the stock symbol S O B R. Look, this is new technology. Uh, it's groundbreaking. 
So you may not get all of it uh, in just one sitting. Don't worry about it. Get to the Sober Safe Hub on Agoracom. Get to the profile page. We've neatly laid out the company for you, uh, really in a, in a concise, uh, very understandable, very compelling uh, way. And there are more videos on there for you to watch. You watch the two in the intro. Uh, they've got a couple more on there. They're short. They're powerful. And, uh, and I think those will uh, uh, definitely incentivize all of you to continue doing your due diligence, but sober safe, on, sober safe on your watch list. And hopefully today you discovered your next great small cap company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.